three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. And we are reviewing a... It's a Christmas classic, but goddamn, is it a flawed Christmas classic. We are talking Home Alone, and I've got two special guests here. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So I've got... Christina. And I've got... Danny. Thank you so much, guys, for your guys' first time. You never forget your first, so thank you. <laughs> so thank you. So if you hear random laughing, that is Alea, who was just on uh, our cats review, which we saw yesterday, and God help us, we got through that. Um, <laughs> she, she, she's a she's a truly amazing girlfriend for seeing cats with me. But so we're talking home alone here, and I was oh god, how old would I have been when I saw I was all six when I saw Home Alone. And I remember, it's weird going back, watching Home Alone now, just knowing Joe Pesci's, you know, in Casino and all these mob movies, because if this was a mob movie, Kevin would have been dead 20 minutes, like 30 minutes in. This would be a way shorter movie than what we actually get. And to be honest, it should have been way shorter <laughs> with with these guys who just fucking shot him, but what you gonna do? So... I just want to kind of start from the beginning here. This movie is frustrating in one sense that everyone in the family are probably more evil than the Wet Bandits are. <laughs> like, they're just the shittiest family to Kevin. So Kevin, I think they say he's eight in this one? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So you say he's eight. And, okay, so he's eight. First off, they never say what his dad does. That he's able to fly everyone to Paris, because they they make they say up front he's paying for everything. So I'm assuming finance or uh, or if you subscribe to the uh, insane theory that he's a mobster like like a hitman, which you know apparently there is money in that. <laughs> so maybe so maybe he is a hitman. But just breaking this down, I think my big frustration comes in just the like there's no one in the family to really even like. Kevin is kind of likable, but if he's, you know, 12 instead of 8, he's just every other, you know, young teenage asshole. <laughs> so, he, does, I mean, is that making sense? Or? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Like, I don't know. I, just watching this movie, I was sitting there thinking, man, I totally forgot how there's really no one you can connect to except for Kevin. Because everyone else in Chicago, apparently, are just like the shittiest. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, kind of kind of your thoughts. You know, it's just kind of funny that um, his mom, for example, you're supposed to relate to her in, in a sense, but she's generally a shitty mom <laughs> until she fucks up, and then she's like, oh, Kevin, I love you, it's all about family. Yeah, no, that that's that's really... So just kind of breaking down how this movie just kind of descends into what the fuck, so... Louis starts off throughout this big dinner. Uh, I can't even think of how many people are in this fucking house. It's at least 12. Cause I, uh, yeah, yeah, there's at least 12, I think, including the uncle and, and the aunt. Um, uncle Frank, by the way, who kind of looks like, um, 
like a bald Sam, like a human version of Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. <laughs> like, like, like that, that's all. That's all I thought I was watching. It's like he looks like Sam the Eagle. Why did I never place that? So, I think everyone has that friend or friends plural where you know they're the last one to reach for the check. If you guys go out to dinner, grab drinks or something like that, he's that asshole where he just doesn't want to pay for shit. He's the biggest cheapskate in the goddamn world and. As an adult, just sitting there watching, I was like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, you couldn't pay for drinks. You couldn't have done the tip. Nothing, man. And so the whole dinner takes place because Kevin goes ahead and gets to a fight with Buzz. I think they say Buzz is like 14, probably like 8th grade-ish, maybe. Buzz is a little fucker, too. Um, <laughs> like... This kind of bucktooth uh, Larry the Cable guy kind of looking, like, kind of looking asshole. And so Kevin apparently, I don't know why, but he only wants cheese pizza. Buzz goes out of his way. What's the line he dropped? He goes like, oh, well, if you want cheese pizza, you're going to wait for someone to throw it up because it's all gone. It's like, it's such an unnecessarily asshole-ish line. And I can say as an older, as the oldest of my three siblings... I definitely have my points where I was like, oh, you two are just dumb girls. I can't, like, you're, you're just upsetting me. Like, my sisters were teenagers when Twilight came out. I think that's all I need to say. <laughs> all right. I, like, I had to hear about that shit. And, whoo, boy. Um, but Buzz is almost like like a serial killer in the way that he is just going out of his way to fuck with Kevin. And there's a point where he's like, dude, just kick him in the dick. Or, like, <laughs> or like g- give him life somehow or something. <laughs> like, this fucker deserves something. Uh, I mean, so, Christine, do you, you have this one? I have two older sisters. Oh, oh okay. So, so hear me. How, how's that? <laughs> like, yeah, they never once treated me that shitty. Really? Okay. So, okay. So, this, is a, this feels more like an outlier than, like, the actual, like, at least in your experience. Yeah, they, they feel like they definitely beefed him up as, like, the big bully older brother, more or less. Yeah. I mean, did, did you think... So, I mean, Kevin, again, like, he's a, a, a kid. Did, I mean, do you feel like he's being too much of a dick, like, outside of the realm of possibility? Because I think that's my biggest... Like, as someone who used to babysit, kids can be little fuckers, you know? Like, they really can be, even without realizing it. I think Kevin realizes he's being a dick because he even tells his mom, I'm sorry, at a point. But but it's because of Buzz. And Buzz is just... like So there's one scene, and, and there's so many things I think you can pick apart with this. There's a scene earlier on where he's talking about the pizza, and he's eating the pizza like real slow. Then the next scene, he is like shoving it in his mouth like he's trying to, to like escape with it. So when he starts choking, when, well, a fucking course you're going to choke on it for shoving a giant piece, a goddamn pizza in your mouth, you dumb-dumb. And so when he starts choking, like, you know, knocking on Death's door, and Kevin, <laughs> Kevin attacks him and knocks over all the milk and shit, which, by the way, the mom said, oh... Yeah, drink this milk because it's about to go bad. And I'm like, yeah. what? Wait, what? <laughs> like, horrible parenting just all around. Uh, and I'm getting into uh, uh, Schlitz, uh, Schlitz Creek. Uh, Catherine O'Hara is fucking amazing in this. But, yeah, everyone is just such a shitty parent. And th- this is where my complaints really just kind of started to snowball. So they have the pizza and the milk and all that on the counters, right? They have their passports, like, on the counter. <laughs> With the milk and everything. And I'm like, uh, passports are very viable. And then the only tickets that get 
the milk on them happen to be Kevin. So, you know, when they get up next morning, you're like, oh, well, that's really really shitty luck. Um, Also, who's going to send an eight-year-old to pack their own suitcase? I mean, tell me if I'm full of shit because I feel like I feel like that's a really dumb thing to get an eight year old do. Eight year olds will barely clean their room, let alone yeah, they probably pack a bunch of candy or random items. Right? Thank you. <laughs> like uh, they need. Yeah. No, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why are you sending him? Like, uh, yeah. And um, the one kid whose name I am blanking on. Uh, not, 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 not Buzz, good grief. Um, Fuller, the cousin? Thank you, yes, Fuller. So, he has, he he's like Donald Trump Jr., because he has like a piss fetish, apparently. Like, re- like he's talking about wet in the bed, like he's just gleeful about it. And I'm like, put this kid in a tent, or just away <laughs> from Kevin. But the parents are willing him, are willingly sending Kevin with, into a bed with the same kid, which is just... It's gross when you think, like, you take the step back and think about it. You know, speaking of Fuller, that's actually Macaulay Culkin's brother in real life, and he played Wallace. Oh, Scott Pilgrim, right? Yes, and I had no idea until I saw that yesterday. Oh, that's that's Kieran Culkin. I didn't even think about that. It is. Oh, shit. I thought he looked familiar. Okay, that's a trip. Right? I love him, Scott Pilgrim. Like, he just... Yeah, he's he's basically Dustin, who we work with. <laughs> we oh my work. gosh, he really. Is. I mean, he really is Dustin. But uh, shout out to Dustin, I love you, boo. But yeah, he's he's basically Dustin. But okay, so of course he gets left home alone, and I just have to say, I think you can leave your kid. How do I put this? Leaving your kid at a liquor store for thirty seconds, going oh shit, and turning right back around that that that's one thing, but leaving your kid like. Because they go to Paris and they leave this kid states away, thousands of miles, and you're just like, God damn, you were just, like, that can't happen. You know what I mean? Like, it would be like if I was, like, rocking a baby and I had just, like, a, a, a giant bowling pot for pasta, right? It's like, oh, don't fall off. Like, there's just certain situations you should never end up in, and this is one of those cases where I... I think Shop Protective Services would be there so quick the oh, next absolutely. day. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, yeah. So, oh, you left your kid for a couple days? Oh, that's really cool. Oh, say, see that vein that's blowing up right now? It's taking your fucking child. But, um, so, okay. I, I think I've ragged on the movie enough. Well, this was a different time, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Back yeah. when you could just abandon your children for weeks at a time. Well. <laughs> It was the 90s. I mean, back in the day where you just say, oh, I'm going to get a pack of cigarettes and you can just ban in your family. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that that is one thing I will say is, I, I guess Disney apparently is going to remake this. I think oh, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do uh, screenplay-wise because so many of these problems would be stopped with a cell phone. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying, even then it could have been stopped. Like, they could have, like, what kind of responsible adult when it put batteries in their alarm clock and you're telling me there's a house full of 15 people and not one person set their own alarm you you legit me to my next point it's like okay like like apparently the two uh the uh peter and uh uh his mom uh oh my gosh why am i blanking on the guy uh, kate thank you um apparently they're the only ones who have an alarm in that house of 15 people, and it, it is very much a 
come on now, really. Like again, I know there are no cell phones, but it says right on the alarm clock when you pause the scene, it says battery backup. Oh, does it really? So they can afford that kind of cost, but apparently they can't <laughs> afford <there>. batteries. <laughs> Of oh, fucking course. Oh my god. That okay, that actually makes me really happy. I did not know that. So, alright. At the beginning of the movie, you get Joe Pesci dressed up as a as a uh, as a cop. And he's doing he's doing the whole sweep. I mean, it it there is something clever about this movie, I will give it that, to have someone dress up as a cop and be like, oh hey, what's your security system like and all that. Uh, now, first off, even telling a cop what your security system would be just seems dumb anyway. You know what I mean? It just seems yeah. kind of like, all right. But even when uh, Peter is laying out what they have, he's like, oh, we got, you know, time like, lights on a timer and uh, automatic lights or whatever. And, you know, it's really all you can do. But I know that security systems have been around since, like, the late 1800s. So it's like, you... you that's not the best you can do. <laughs> like, if you're living this nice of a house, fuck. Like, go ahead and spring for the 60 bucks a month or whatever it is to go ahead and get a goddamn basic, you know, security system. Well, they got Kevin. They don't need one. Right. <laughs> so, there is that whole uh, fan theory that Kevin grows up to be Jigsaw. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you ever heard that. No, no you are Okay, so... I kind of never put, you know, a whole lot into that, but after rewatching this, I was like, you know, yeah, I can kind of see him becoming <laughs> It makes a lot of sense. Because, oh my god, so when you get to the, we get to the actual, like, you know, fighting, uh, I think fighting, quote unquote, but Joe Pesci has the whole, you know, police, uh, you know, showing up in a police costume and all that. First off, really realistic police costume. Um, I know cosplayers are a huge thing, but... In 1990, to get a hold of something like that, I'm like, eh, like, I don't know. There's a little bit of a tough pill to swallow. He probably killed a police officer. I mean, you know what? I almost would appreciate seeing it. Because <laughs> at least that way I'd have some context. Yeah. But, but, um, <laughs> okay, so uh, we're actually have to, we have the movie on, on another monitor as we're watching this. I love the scene where Kate sends him to his room. And and she's just being the worst. Like, you don't talk to your kid like this, where he talks about how everyone in this family hates me. She goes, oh, well, maybe you should wish for a new family. You're like, don't know. That's how you talk to a child. And so he uh, now admittedly goes real far and goes, I, you know, I hope I never see any of you ever again. And she goes, well, like, I know you don't mean that. And I'm like, well, you did kind of egg him on. And. Oh man, to be to, to be a young white kid because if I ever talked to my mom like this, she would have whipped the shit out of me. <laughs> like, like so, when he's saying all this, I went, "Oh man, I could never." I can't say that now at thirty two. It's like okay, this kid uh, apparently he's bulletproof. So okay, I know we're going uh, we're jumping around here. There's a, there's a lot to cover. There's this neighbor kid who shows up when the vans show up to take him the airport shuttles or whatever. So this kid is just wandering. And so this the guy who's loading their luggage rightfully says, like, you know, get the fuck away from me, like go home. But he's like digging in their shit. Like it's nothing. And at some point, I'm like, wouldn't you close the doors or something? Or like get a snowball and throw it at this kid? Like he just he he won't leave the he won't leave their shit alone. And there's just a point where I'm kinda like 
all right, like, you know what I mean? Like, Maybe they do need that security system more than they thought. Yeah, yeah, maybe they do. Um, it's just it's it's really it it's weird. Um, also the fact when they get to the concept that they would get to their place to O'Hare Airport in Amboard in forty five minutes is a really uh, um, unless they had a genie, there's no guy. <laughs> What was this pre 9 11? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, dude, you cannot, yeah, you cannot do that shit now, man. No. I mean, you can't even, I don't even think you can run an airport anymore. You know what's funny? We are actually, um, uh, Ale and I were actually running in, um, Bo- whatever stupid airport Boston calls it. Boston, your stupid city. But, uh, but, but we were running that airport and someone said, oh, yeah, you guys can't run. And I was like, really? I was like, fuck, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was after a whole traumatic episode, but I remember I was, like, kind of jogging. He was like, oh, can't do that. I'm like, all right, that's, that's stupid. But the fact that they're, they're running, they're, they have all that time to get to the airport, and they still don't notice he's not there. Yeah, it's just, the, the thing is, it really does come across like none of them really like Kevin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, like he, they, they're really going out of their way to just go, like, oh, man, we just kind of fucking hate this kid. Now... I remember being eight. I was a dumb eight-year-old. Shocker. I'm sure to no one. But, but goddamn, like, he is... Not to phrase this. Just the way he even puts an ice cream sundae together, I was like, there's, like, no finesse this kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, until he gets to what should be murder. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's just very... It, it, it's very peculiar, to, 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 to put it the least. Um... Okay, Uncle Frank, seriously, he's worse than wet bands for me, because when he's trying to kind of comfort Kate, he's just kind of like, oh, like, sucks to suck, don't know what to tell you, it's like... I forgot my reading glasses. Yeah, you're like, (laughs) god damn, dude, like, just, just shut the fuck up. No, go go ahead. I was going to say, he's just completely tone deaf, and part of me wants to be like him when I grow up. Maybe I'll just be jaded and not give a shit anymore. (laughs) Fair. You know what? I I, I think as you, I, I think I, I mean as I get older, the less I care. And I mean yeah. that it's a compliment. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, so okay, Kevin at a point, um, the wet bandits show up before things kind of get crazy, and they have their crowbars with them. So here's the car door slam, and that's what wakes him up, right? So where is where was that incredibly sense of ear when? The whole morning of when everyone's running around and he's, yeah. and he's not waking up. It's like, it's like okay, like like I'm trying really hard to get this movie some rope, but well, he was probably trying to, you know, maybe he was doing the waiting game with his mom, trying to wait until she finally came up there. And was like, okay, Kevin, was you he ready to come out now? Too though. Yeah, I mean that's true, but I think you'd hear like. I mean, they were being loud. They weren't even being quiet, getting ready yeah, anymore. They like scampering yeah. around. Like you think you'd hear something. Um, as an American, I hate that fucking trope of when they're in that Paris airport and he she just like bullies that woman off the phone. I was like, okay, like I get this is an emergency. If there's multiple phones that are open, why are you <laughs> like, like why are you bugging this poor French woman who's trying to you know? Get laid or whatever. Yeah. Doing. Maybe she lost her kid too. I mean, oh, <laughs> that that would have been a great sequel. It's like a prequel, the first one alone. It's like Kill Bill style. I would, like, I would honestly, I would love that. Um, by the way, the people who are working like the police lines here, 
they're just they're just not good at their jobs. They're just like, uh, your kid got left behind, like your kid's home alone. Uh and they're very like nonplussed about it too. They're like, oh, like you're calling us from not a US number. Oh, you left your kid at home alone. Uh that sucks. Like like they're just very like calm about it. I'm like, alright, you're you're nine one one. You need to be kinda <laughs> like put the a certain amount of urgency on this shit. But Whatever. <laughs> so, the thing I think that helps with this movie, John Williams, one of my favorite uh, composers ever. You hear the Star Wars theme. You think John, uh, like, there's so much to go through for John Williams. Like, if you know who John Williams is, is fucking Google. But the music does a very good job of emotionally manipulating you <laughs> because there are those points where it's supposed to be whimsical, and you're like. Like, there's a, he's on a sled on top of the stairs that he plays this one school music. There's no fucking way physically that those steps would allow for him to go down that sled and then get air out the front door. <laughs> like, like he wasn't angled for it at fucking all, and physics doesn't work like that. But the music does such a good job making you go like, oh, it's so cool. And the more I was watching it, I went, oh my god, like, John Williams has been playing me for, like, 15 years. I never just, I never fucking thought about it. Um, so, I mean, credit to him. Uh, I love Joe Pesci and, uh, uh, uh not Daniel oh. Stern. I was gonna say David Stern, but I know it's in the former NBA commissioner. I always got that confused, <laughs> so I was like, Daniel or David? But I love Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern in this, um, because Daniel Stern's one of my, is in one of my favorite movies ever, Bushwhacked. I fucking love that movie. It's a dog shit movie, but I fucking love Bushwhacked. And he's in Rookie of the Year, and I fucking love Rookie of the Year, too. Uh, but they're just, they really should have shot this kid, like, first thing. Like, as soon as they shot him, should have just, you know, like Chappelle said, boop, shot him in the head, and get, move them, moves over, 45 minutes clean. But, but, they're just going around being dicks. Not just breaking into people's houses and just fucking their houses up, but then clogging the sinks and leaving the water on. I just think about coming home to that shit and how incredibly pissed off you would be and it's just like god fucking damn it like I, yeah so i was really happy when they also got got caught and got hurt because i was like you know you kind of deserve it for all the shit you've been putting people through so okay i'm gonna kind of throw it to you guys here what like what did you like about this anything you hate christina i'll start with you i do like the concept like you're just talking about the concept of like, why they're the wet bandits. I just think it's just super hilarious that that would be their thing, like, their signature move as Marv, <laughs> like, so thoughtfully put it. I yeah. Just, I don't know. For me, it's just overall a classic that I grew up on, but watching it as an adult, you're like, wow, this family is really the shittiest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about, what about you? Well, like, like she said as well, it's a classic. I like the pacing in it uh, as some, uh, some good things. On, on morality and family that type of thing okay so some different perspectives on that and then like going off what you said about the score yeah I worked retail I hate Christmas music <laughs> I this same. actually I, I makes Christmas music somewhat tolerable because there's that nostalgia effect going on dude I remember I, I remember when, I, when November 1st would hit Christmas music would start and that shit was just like fuck, like like it it drains you by the time you get to December twenty fifth. So I I completely feel that. Uh, so <laughs> there's a whole scene where Kevin stages a party basically to trick the wet bandits into thinking that people are there, and 
Again, it works. It, <laughs> it, it works, but the thing is, he the, the wet bandits never say, unlike near the end of the movie, what time they're going to show up at the house again. So, in theory, Kevin's been doing this shit since, like, what, four yeah. in the afternoon? <laughs> just, not only that, how do they not notice the, the odd movements that are almost <laughs> animatronic? And where the fuck did Kevin get so many goddamn mannequins? Okay, it's so funny bringing that up. Alea said the same thing because I, I said, she, I, I remember, I was like, well, I saw a doll head or two near their, like, clean stuff. And she was like, but what about the bodies and all that? And I was like, okay, that's fair. I do, like, I do not recall him see, like, seeing any of that shit. But you are right. Like, the fact that the movements are just exactly the same. I mean, if they, if they waited two minutes, they, they'd know, like... I bet you those mannequins are buzzes. It's, it's got some weird mannequins on You know... Oh, oh God. <laughs> I, you know what makes me sad is that you're probably right about that. <laughs> We've already established he's a serial killer. So, so there is one scene in this movie where... Uh, and, and I do kind of appreciate this because it reminds me of The Sandlot. Where a Buzz is talking to... Um, uh, Kevin and then the other guy who whose name is doesn't matter in this, but he's talking to them about that neighbor who's across uh, who lives next door, uh, who wears like the big boots and has the giant oh, shovel yeah. and all. Yeah, and I appreciate that because it makes me laugh thinking about how like how quickly rumors get started like that when you're a kid and those urban legends. I really appreciate that the guy. The guy looks like a uh, less racist Liam Neeson, which I thought, <laughs> which I thought was cool. But but anytime you see him at first, he's got that giant ass shovel, and you're like, well, yeah, if you're an eight year old kid, that would creep you the fuck out, especially after you hear about hear about that. But it leads to the scene where Kevin's getting a toothbrush, which we were talking about off mic, and. Uh, and Christina pointed out the fact that Kevin goes, wait, he asked if this is, like, ADA, like, official, which I don't know why an eight-year-old would know that anyway. Or why <laughs> they would care for that. Yeah, it just, that just seemed a little, like, all right, whatever. But Kevin basically gets freaked out by the shovel guy, and, uh, and he ends up, uh, he ends up unintentionally shoplifting, I guess is how you'd phrase it, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, talk and, to me. And, like, and honestly, like, who's who sends a, a, a stock boy <laughs> after a child for stealing a toothbrush? Like, why don't you just write that off as a loss at that point? And and now and, and you you beat me to my next point because I went yeah that toothbrush is what five dollars maybe. Probably not even that. Yeah, well, cheap one. Ninety-seven cents or something. Well, well, hey, well, what if it's a, if it's ADA certified? Maybe it is. Maybe it might take that extra ten bucks. Yeah, maybe it is five dollars. But yeah, the, the fact that they send the stock boy to chase him, and then this cop who's in the middle of writing a ticket, by the way, and the shop boy yells out like, "Shoplifter!" and the cop looks up. And he's like, "Oh." The only toothbrush. Fuck that! And the cop just drops everything he's doing to chase this child across a frozen pond, which of course the yeah. cop can't. You know, the cop didn't think about that. Oh, I slipped. You know, but they can't seem to catch the robbers clearly casing a whole neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very fair. I. I do love the scene where uh, the wet bandits are in the van and they're trailing Kevin and uh, Mar, uh, Mar uh, not Marv. Um, oh God, what's the other one? What, what is you? Uh, uh, yeah, thank, uh, thank you. 
where Harry goes, like, I knew I killed them, you weird. Why would you run? It's like, because you're stalking him, you yeah. asshole. Like you're, like, you're in a four-panel van. Like, what the fuck is this kid going to do? Oh, let's talk about the van for a second. It says, OK, plumbing. Does that sound like a, a company that inspires confidence? In no, your abilities? It, it really doesn't. Like, it, <laughs> It's also plumbing and heating. And, I, I mean, I don't know anything about that, but I feel like those two don't necessarily go together. Am I wrong? I don't think so either. Like... You're plumbing water and then also working on is that air conditioning or yeah like uh, like it, yeah it'd be like it'd be like open up a place called like Colum- Columbine Gun Range or something like, like, yeah. and like it'd be like like do I really want to go and like, get certified here? I do appreciate the fact that uh, I think this this goes ahead and, and has a very good me- lesson about tipping because that. That kid who works for what was it Little Nero's Pizza? So in the mi- in the middle uh, or the start of the movie, sorry, he goes ahead and just knocks the, their statue over like it's nothing. So he's driving way too quickly. Number one, N- number two, it looks like they're like an indie pizza place. So this self-imposed, if we don't get your food here in twenty minutes, it's free. Yeah. Really doesn't make any sense why you would do that if, <laughs> if you have a bunch of you know like. Teenagers who don't give a shit driving your feet. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't make a and whole... And then he has to wait around the first time. When, for like you know, 10 when minutes. It, yeah, for, not, I, I'm assuming it was more like half an hour, it seemed like. Because they're already eating. And he, that's, like, oh, no, that's a fair point. Okay. They're like, oh, so you, you gotta go pay the, the delivery guy, honey. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's actually a really good point. <laughs> not, I did not think about that. I put them on the blacklist. I never deliver there. <laughs> Right, and, and and okay. So seeing John Candy in this, it, 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 it this is very much a film of its time because if you're a if you're a mom or a young woman, and a guy comes up to you and goes, "Hey, you can go ahead and get a ride with me with a bunch of my fr- like male friends," you'd probably go, oh, "I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll take it." But he disarms it by saying, "Oh, I'm a polka player." That kind of softens the the rapey vibe. Yeah, I mean, but it it still just made me think like, man, they could just like run a train on this woman and yeah. real and what the fuck is she gonna do? Like it, like it's a very dark. Like if you tweak it just a little bit, it's a very it, you know. And they kind of wave at her like, hey, luckily none of them like a look in her lips from the way But but I just I don't know, man. Like you you just kind of think about that. I'm like okay, it's a little it's a little dark. Uh, I. I love the scene with Kevin and Santa where he basically goes like, all right, I'm eight. I know how this works. You know, I just want my family back. And for as very point A to point B as this movie is, it I do appreciate the fact they show that Kevin's kind of chilling out a little bit. He's being a little less selfish. I'd imagine being stuck at home by yourself would kind of put some shit in perspective. So, so I appreciate the fact he kind of goes, all right, I don't really... Uh, I don't really, uh, I don't really need that. I didn't catch it until I watched it last night when Santa talks about uh, not having candy canes for Kevin and goes like, "Oh, like the the elf took him home with her boyfriend." It sounded to me like at some point Santa fucked his elf. Like that's how I took it. <laughs> like it just seems like like. I, Tell me if you think I'm completely full of shit, but I I don't know. Just the way he kind of said it, he put a little more emphasis on boyfriend, like, ugh, boyfriend, like, like, 
Like he had, he's an obstacle in his way from the fuck itself. <laughs> just that. That's how it came across to me. Again, please tell me you think I'm just like yeah, that's way. Pretty accurate. All right, thank you, thank you. I, I, I appreciate. Again, that's my conspiracy theory for this fucking movie. But so that takes us, of course, to the third act where shit gets just. Uh, it's a saw trap. It is essentially a kid's saw trap. <laughs> and I do appreciate when Kevin is laying out the plans that he had enough time to, like, color everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just, like, just aesthetically, I appreciate that. I'm yeah. like, you know what? If you're going to carry out an evil scheme, then, you know, why the fuck not? But, so, out of all the, and, and we'll kind of go through all of them, but out of the, the fucked up shit he does do, what's the one that, like, that rewatched it and he went, oh, shit, he did that. Was there anything that kind of made you go... Like kind of surprise you, or I'm thinking of Home Alone too because it's <laughs> the the traps are so much better. The traps are better in the second one. I I, I will say, um, really clever in the second one actually. Too. I was like, wow, I forgot about some of the the, the shit he pulled out. But since we're on Home Alone one, we'll stick like, to it. Yeah, like which uh, yeah, which one's kind of jumped out at you? Uh, I'll go with Christina first. <laughs> you know, Christina, all right. There's just, I feel like there's so many things where you think, like, I don't even think I would have done that as an adult. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I would have thought of that kind of thing. So, my favorite one is one that clearly makes the least amount of sense. When he has, like, that antique flamethrower attached to the door, I thought that shit was so fucking funny. But, again, it automatically needs to follow up. How do they have an antique flamethrower like that? How is he able to get it like attached <laughs> to the door? Like, like you have to take that step back and go like, eh, okay, <laughs> like there's no reason they should have this shit, but it leads to such a great trap, and it 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 melds Harry's uh, skull cap with his head, and I just thought that was such a really fucking evil but hilarious visual. <laughs> yeah, that's like there forever. Oh, you know one the one that I do like yeah. is the thing he heats up the, the doorknob with and then oh. burns the McAllister oh, yeah. on, his, on his palm. He's marked forever now. Yeah, I I, I mean, so I, I've talked about it. I hate I hate the cold. I hate snow. Like if that's like my panic room if you put me in a room with like Taylor Swift's nineteen eighty four or whatever playing <laughs> on her feet with snow all around me and then like snakes, I'd be I'd I'd be crying, but god damn it, I hate this room. Like, but but the way that they I, I think they use Christmas as a as a theme in near the end, I found really funny. When Marv goes ahead and is he ends up trying to break in through the side window and he steps on his Christmas ornaments. Do okay, so I've stepped on Lego before. Stepping on Lego is the worst goddamn thing. Like it it it's bad enough that'll ruin your day. <laughs> it's like fuck. Like, like my sister used to have Legos. I remember I stepped on one like like the, the morning of a midterm. I remember I was like, "Well, cool. I'm gonna fucking fail this." <laughs> like, like God has cursed me. Um, but so I stepping on those. I was like, "Ah, that's really fucking violent." But I, I think where it gets kind of disturbing is where you realize that there's so many points where Kevin could have ran to his neighbor's house and just called the cops. Like especially yeah, they established the phones are working already. Yeah, and he's just like, no, nah, I'm gonna go ahead and go out of my yeah, way. I'm just like, gonna murder some. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and there's at least three times where they should gotten like they should have been dead. So yeah. when they slip on the steps and like, fall on the back of their heads, that should have been one. That's a concussion at least. 
when he hits him with the um, uh, the paint cans and they go flying off the stairs. That's that's two, and then and I know there's more, but Ke- uh, Kevin has a rope going from like the attic to his treehouse. Which, by the way, I always wanted a treehouse. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like a lucky kid. Like, they never show him playing it or anything. I'm like, I mean, rich kids have treehouses. I, I tried, tried to build my own, and it was it was a death trap. That, that, that's that's fair. I mean, I would do, like, cool forts, but I always wanted a treehouse. I'm not going to lie. But but Kevin goes ahead and gets these, uh, gets those, like, uh, garden shears, which, it, again, really confusing how he doesn't know how to do other shit, but he's just like, oh, like, shears, nothing. I got this. Like, just, like I, I was built for this. I'm so. pretty sure he doesn't have the tensile strength for that. <laughs> dude, dude, I don't say I, I saw after <laughs> Like, I'm 32, and I'm like, Ugh, this is difficult. But it's just, <laughs> but when he cuts the rope and they go find the side of the house, you're like, oh, my God, these guys should have been dead. Um, wrapping up here, I know I t- we talked so much shit about this movie, but rewatching it, I did forget how much I actually do love this movie. And every Christmas, I put on Die Hard, I put on Elf, uh, I put on Lethal Weapon. Um, there's this... Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I do love Bad Santa. Um, what, what, Bernie Mac's last role. R.I.P. to Bernie Mac. I, I, I love one of the lines that, um, he drops to, a uh, John Ritter, where he's like, oh, yeah, he, like, Billy doesn't have any problems, and he goes like, yeah, of course he doesn't, except for fucking women in the ass, and then they just stare at each other for, like, a minute, and he just starts eating that orange, I was like, whoa, that's really intense, but, ah, uh, Bernie Mac was the fucking best, but, this movie, though, it, and, and I will say the ending, because, you know, he has this whole reconciliation with the uh, scary neighbor who he thought he was afraid of, but ends up being a guy who has a pretty sad backstory. When you kind of get into it, it's like, damn, all right, like, you know, you and your family had a falling out, not talking, can't talk to your granddaughter, that, ew, that that's shitty. And I thought that wrap-up was actually, was actually pretty sweet. I mean, you know, I'm not made of stone, but... but there's, there's so many plot holes. You just take half a step back and go, wait a minute, and start fucking holes here, 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 here. Um, we just watched a scene where he hits Harry Marvin the head of Shoal. That would really fuck up your dick. Well, was here's like, my thing with that. Okay. That's like, that's a really light shovel. Okay. And oh, there's I, so much drag on it because that's it's basically a wing going through the air. You know, but that's it, a fair point. It would feel like a light tap. It's true. They went through all this other shit, and then they get to like getting and hit with a shovel, and that's what takes them down. Yeah. That, you know, that's a fair point. I didn't think about. Maybe, maybe that was the one like concussive blow that, that <laughs> finally did them in, giving them permanent brain damage. Yeah, there you go. It's like, point. yeah, I, I this is not Undertaker hitting Stone Cold for shovel. Like, <laughs> which actually, there's actually, actually, you just say that I went, oh god, yeah. Like my first point of a reference to a shovel is either. Uh, William H. Macy, Mystery Men, or is the Undertaker hitting Stone Cold with a double. Like, <laughs> like I don't know why it is, but there you go. You learn a little bit more about me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, ra- wrapping up here, I th- this is such a fun movie. Is it filled with plot holes? Good God, is it ever. But it's got a fun script. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, th- th- I think people forget this was like the time where Macaulay Culkin was everywhere. Because he had this... He had Home Alone 2. He had a Richie Rich, which I forgot he did. Oh, yeah. He did the fucking Page Master. I fucked some Page Master. <laughs> I, yeah. I really like the Page Master as bad of a movie as it is. But 
Macaulay Culkin was everywhere for for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as a grade, I do have to measure you know my enjoyment with. <laughs> giant plot holes. So I will give this a B plus. I think that is fair for all the insane shit that happens here. Um, it's a Christmas classic, obviously, but yeah, it's a Christmas classic that if you do look at it, you're gonna go, oh, okay, movie. Like let's 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 ease up. And by the way, there is not a Christmas gift in the world good enough to make up for what these fucking parents did. <laughs> Like, they, they would have to buy him a car at this point, yeah. which, which who the fuck knows? Maybe they can afford. But, um, oh, and one last quick thing before I throw it to you guys for your grades. The fact that they can go back from Paris to the U.S. basically, like, as quickly as they do is a very, like, how much money do you think that shit fucking was? Like, I actually did the math. I, did you really? I really did. Of course, it was a lot of, like, loose, like, loose math, essentially, just because... A lot of things have probably changed since the 90s, and who knows, maybe it'd be more expensive back then, but it essentially cost the entire family of 15 people to go to Paris, and did it ever say how long they were going to be going to Paris for? I don't think so, no. Well, based off of a week vacation, because who would go to Paris for less than a week and go through all that trouble? Fair. Would be $50,000 for them to go there and back, and that's with all expenses paid. And that's probably the low end, and we all know based on their house, they did not just, you know, spend the low end. Of Good the God! Crazy expensive. <laughs> oh my God, that's... Yeah. Wow, worst parents ever. Yeah. I'm just thinking about what 50 grand could buy you, too. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Okay, sorry, you're great. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Oh. Um, I think I would agree with a B plus because I, like I said, it's just such a classic, but there definitely is a lot of flaws here and there and loopholes and, and just shitty parenting that kind of boils <laughs> underneath your skin, just at least a little bit. So, I mean, it couldn't go full to the top, but. B plus, sounds about right. All right. What's you? I'm going to say A minus. Go A minus. To, to be contrary. Oh, look at you. Okay. Why an A minus? Well, because I, like I said, it's a classic movie, and I'm of the mind that it would not work without the plot holes. It would not work as well. That, you know what? That's a fair point. Because, yeah, there, there's so much of this that is so coincidental, and you just kind of out of point have to go, all right, like. So okay, you know what? That that's fair. Hey, my, I can't, I can't even be mad at that. I I'm gonna totally spoil it. That's kind of what I'm thinking about for Home Alone Two. Is maybe an A minus because I do enjoy Home Alone Two more. Yeah, I actually, agree. Then I like this one. Um, but, God, but now I'm gonna have to get an A for Home Alone Two. I I mean, yeah, I mean I mean <laughs> I might. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, but yeah, guys, if you haven't seen Home Alone, I actually have a couple friends who have kids and they have not seen Home Alone yet. I'm like. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, are you trying to be Kevin's parents? I know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's, that's basically child abuse. Right I'm now. I'm so happy you just said that. <laughs> but I gotta say though, um, I used to own them. I have no idea what the hell happened to them. But Disney Plus has them, so I was like, oh, hooray! <laughs> like I mean. Yeah, but these are this is something I'm gonna have to rebuy because I I just need to have these. Well, it's all the time, much like a Christmas story, which is another. That's classic. that's true. Yeah, you put you put your eye out, God. <laughs> God, poor kid, man. Like he, like like not even to get into a review on that, but just I remember. Oh God, what was the what was the fucking toy? Um, oh. 
Oh, yeah, there's this Stone Cold Steve Austin figure I wanted, right, back in the day. And went to Toys R Us for, like, three months. And I, we we got to a point where we were calling, trying to find this fucking doll. Uh, yeah, cause, uh, sorry, action figure. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, I fucking love you. But, but it, it got to a point where I, I truly thought that God hated me and didn't want me to have this doll. Because I remember there were three in stock. We called in. We're there 40 minutes later. They're all gone by the time we get there. We're like, what is happening? I remember just being so, like, unbelievably pissed off. And there are just those times where, and I'm going to bring this up because, you know, we can just go right into Home Alone too. Why not? Um, it just feels like the universe just wants Kevin to either be a survivor or wants to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, I mean, being lost, being stuck at your own spot, I mean, that's one thing. But being in a city you don't recognize, you have no idea where you are, that's got to be terrifying. I mean, I've gotten lost taking Ubers, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is, like, this seems terrible. Like, I don't know, and I've never been to New York. I'm actually going um, in October, actually. I'm really excited to go. But New York for a kid, like, I, you hear about those kids who get lost in, like, Disneyland or Disney World, and you think about New York City, and that is just, like, the most, like... I wouldn't give a kid a day in New York. You know what I mean? Like, they, they eat some, like, street meat or get food poisoning or something yeah. like that. After they get hit by a cab or, um, you know, or Kevin Spacey rolls up and, ah, oh, six a kid. <laughs> like, like there, there's a lot of dangers in New York is what I'm saying. But Honestly, the thought of New York as an adult kind of terrifies me, to be honest. Just because really? there's so much going on and, like... How can a kid go there and not just be completely overwhelmed? And, like, how would you even make your way around anywhere, you know? I was, went there as an adult. I got scammed. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. When did you go? Uh, uh, six years ago. Six years ago? Yeah. Was it just, a, like, a like vacay or? Yeah, like, we, we uh, Marcus's family and I went, went there because uh, we went to Pennsylvania. We went there just for, like, a day, and they... We got talked into one of those double-decker bus tours, and it was a complete rip-off. Oh, really? It was a complete scam. Uh, that's a drag. Yeah. But that wouldn't happen to Kevin. <laughs> Noted. Um, okay, so I'm getting the home one, too, here. So, I, you know what's funny is I like this movie more than I like the first one, but I actually have more problems with this one than I do the first one. So, so I'm dating myself here. Don't care. Uh, but he had the, um, oh God, it was called like the, like the Talkman. It was like a, uh, that, that video, that recorder he was using. And I remember being at KB Toys and Toys R Us as a kid and they were hawking those, like they were hawking Turbo Mans when King All The Way came out. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember there were just these grand displays of Macaulay Culkin, like holding the, holding the tape recorder out and be like, yeah, you want one of these, don't you? I remember all these. These, you know, these white kids in front of me, but like, yeah, we love them, like, grabbing them. And I remember I was like, I'm getting wrestling toys in the basketball, like, you can, like, you can keep that shit. Um, but, I, so the whole plot, essentially, of this film is built around that goddamn tape recorder, and it is, it, it's, it's one of those first times I remember going, like, wow, people say product placement doesn't work, sometimes it works really well, because they are pushing the shit out of this fucking, uh, this fucking tape quarter. So, this year, they're going to uh, Florida, I think they say. So, uh, this movie also starts off, by the way, with a really creepy scene, because it's got Uncle Frank, who 
hasn't gotten killed yet, which is fucking unfortunate. <laughs> but but the, he has this line he says to Kevin because he's like taking a shower. And he tells Kevin like he can't come in the bathroom because if he does like like he won't feel adequate as a man. Like um, yeah, no. He said if you see if you saw him naked, he'd never grow up feeling like a real man. I'm like that is one of the creepiest goddamn things you can say <laughs> to your to your to someone who's in your family. Like you sick asshole. <laughs> like <laughs> like and and that is. That's five minutes in the fucking movie, and it drops that line. I was like, whoa, like, easy, you know? That'd be like being the president wanting to fuck your daughter. Like, let's see, like, let's see, like, ease up here. But, but, but I remember watching that uh, last night of Alea, and I looked at her and went, wait, what the hell did he say that? And, and we went back and rewound it. It's like, oh, that's really uncomfortable. So, so he ends up recording him. Which which is creepy in itself <laughs> if you really want to you know take the step back. But he ends up using that recording later in the movie in a way that's go go, go ahead go ahead. I was gonna say one thing that really bothers me uh-huh. is that he records later than it shows later on. Yeah, plays it. and I like that. I don't know why that bugs me so much, but it does. Well, it's funny because this this, this uh, tape recorder he's using. It's like magic because it is queued up at the right time whenever yeah. he turns on. He either has to fast forward or rewind. You're like, oh man, like so either this tape recorder and you are like have like a hyperlink or something, yeah. <laughs> or this is fucking bullshit. And apparently, the speaker on it is like Dolby Digital or something. <laughs> that <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Sound. Yeah. Oh god. I did. Yeah. That's oh god. I mean, that makes me sad. So. So the whole crux of kind of the conflict, because, you know, you have to have the family be mad at him again. So Buzz, like I said, Buzz is like 14 to 15. So it's really confusing why him and Kevin would be in the same choir anyway. (laughs) Just to start, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense them being in the same choir, which I'm like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. So there's one thing. Two, the whole prank that Buzz is playing on him, he's kind of using his candles, like, putting, like, ears on him and all that. First off, if Buzz can get hit by an eight-year-old and get tipped over that easily, uh, you deserve what you fucking get, man. Like, come on, man. Like, really? That's all it took to knock you over? So that's one. Two, the physics don't really make sense that everyone required to get hit because Buzz is in the back. So the concept that he would like fall backwards and kind of like oh like hit his left and right side knock all those people over <laughs> it, it, it it's a very like mm, come on now so it le- so that scene leads to basically Buzz giving this bullshit bullshit apology to everyone which I gotta be honest look I'm not a parent have no desire to be by the way but uh, except the cat parent or a dog parent those are great but <laughs> but. Kids, yeah. but but the fact that his parents just buy the bullshit, I went, come on, you've got all these kids around, you you know you know Buzz is a piece of shit. Why are you just like, oh that's so nice, like you're the most gull you're gullible son in the dictionary too, right? like <laughs> like they're just bad at being parents, and it's really kind of frustrating. Um, Buzz even kind of goes up to Kevin. And turns his back to everyone else and goes, you know, like, uh, beat that, you little trout sniffer. So, 
how no one heard him, I went, come on. Like, really, no one's hearing is good enough to hear. Like, he didn't even really whisper it. Like, he kind of said it, like, at this volume. But you can hear that. Like, And not only did the family buy the apology, they applauded it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think. Yeah, they did. That's didn't just they? what is going on there. Well, my thought too, like being a younger sibling, I feel like my parents. I mean, not that I was a little shit, really. I mean, I might have been here and there, but I feel like my parents would have taken my side over my older sister's side because when you're the older sibling, you should know better, kind of. You know that kind of idea. So I don't understand why they were kind of siding with him. That's that's you know that's an interesting point. I didn't think about that. Um, so. The the best part about that scene where, you know, Buzz like, I'm sorry, and uh, Frank, Uncle Frank, again, strikes again, you know, goes like, you better not ruin my, uh, you better not ruin my trick. Your dad paid good money for this. And Kevin immediately shoots back, oh, wouldn't want to ruin your trip, Mr. Keepskate. And I remember I was like, good for him, because you know what? You know Kevin, you know his dad's been wanting to say that shit for probably a decade, and his son said it. I'm sure he was swell of pride. He probably upped his allowance in this. <laughs> I mean, granted, they left him in New York, so, you know, they probably upped it anyway. <laughs> you know, you know, child services. But it was really, I appreciate that. Because if there's one thing about kids, kids will drop, kids will drop truth bombs and feel no ways about it. And, and uh, yeah, I appreciate that shit. I was like, all right, like, good, good for you. Um, so, of course, it, it him and his mom have to have the fight again about and this is where I go as a mom like come on girl like just uh Kate be better where he goes like you know if I if I had the money I'd go on a trip by myself alone and she goes well you you asked for something like that last year maybe you'll get it this year I'm like girl I'm like stop <laughs> doing that I'm like bad parenting so traumatized after having the first time to know like maybe I shouldn't say negative shit like that to my kid who ends up in these situations every Christmas? I think if anything, I don't know if you want to go on a trip because the movie wants to make you believe like it's been a year since the last time, like since the first film. So the concept that I think you'd go on a trip again this soon, I don't know if I would to be honest with you. I mean, I might go on a road trip like yeah, they just burned 50K. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's a really good point. You know, uh, but it, it that was just kind of something I went, I, I don't know if I can really fucking buy that. They'd be like, oh, let's... Like any other mom would be like so traumatized she wouldn't want to leave at all, I would figure. No, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like this would be one of those cases where you'd almost... You know how some parents are weird and they have like their kids on leashes and shit. I think that'd be one of those, yeah. like one of those cases where you would just be holding Kevin's hand so hard that you'd be like making it cramp because because there's no way you can let this kid out of your sight. You would think, but then of course the parents go to the airport with everyone. It seems like they're slightly more organized this year, which I mean I'll give them credit for that because yeah they do wake up late. But it seems like everyone's able to pack a little sooner than last year, so yippee, I guess. So everyone's together, which I'm like, okay, this is good. You took the shovels together, da-da-da. So his, he, uh, Kevin's like, hey, Daddy, you need to get some batteries. I don't know. I kind of would just give him the batteries. I'm like, fine, fuck, okay, like just zip it. But he hands him his whole bag with his money, his credit cards. I'm like, all right, like... 
Now, now tell me, tell me if 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 this just seems. But I just don't know if I'd give Kevin all that. You, you know what I mean? Like, I know he's looking for the batteries a lot, but I would have been like, here. Mm, yeah. It would take the same amount of effort just to give him the batteries. Yeah, and I think just you knowing the history that, you know, with what happens with what's happened with Kevin, that you wouldn't want, you know, to take any chance of him getting lost. I love the fact, too, that as they're running, just no one's looking out for Kevin. They're just looking straight ahead like, oh, well... <laughs> Like, like it, it's just, God damn it! Like, I'd, I'd have him in a baby Bajoran or something like that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, have him ride, have him ride a scooter or something. But it's like, God damn, guys! Like, they're just like, yep, don't even care, whatever. Uh, so, this is obviously pre nine eleven. Like, this is pre nine eleven where everything is like they they find tooth comb fucking everything now when you when you fly. So he's running trying to catch his dad. He sees another white dude because they all look the same to me. But but he, but he sees this other white guy in a in a in a nice coat. The coat was clean, dude. I gotta say, I was like, damn, okay. But they're running towards uh, to go ahead and get on the plane. He falls the wrong awesome white dude in a nice coat and runs into a lady who has all the tickets. So first off, the lady just goes, "Oh yeah, he must have had a ticket." Like, didn't even take the time to, like, scan it. Like, I, and I know he knocked over a pile, but it is, like, they wouldn't do that shit now. They'd be like, oh, yep, well, tough shit. You're not making your flight. You're not making your flight. Um, but I, I have to give the airline credit on this. So, yeah, he, we just watched where he runs to the lady. But the guy who, he's not like the pilot, but he's, like, working for uh, American Air. Uh, he tells the lady, like, book him. But make sure he finds his family. Like, like he did his part. He was like, make sure he gets on there. But you need to make sure he fucking sees someone. So, Kevin gets on the flight. Of course, he sees the wrong guy. And, shocker, he gets to New York. So, when he gets to New York, uh, it felt like I was playing Spider-Man. Because he's getting from, like, the like Brooklyn to, like, main part of New York to Manhattan. He's just zipping through all these spots like it's nothing. And as little as I look know about New York, I was just looking up where certain landmarks are, and they're like a half hour apart from each other easily. So this time, by the time he checks in the hotel and it's still bright outside, like it's like two in the afternoon, I was like, wait a minute, this it'd be like seven <laughs> at this point. Like there's no goddamn way because he's like going across the Brooklyn Bridge and all this. I'm like, wait, then how are you at the World Trade? What? Like, <laughs> like I you, like I, and I know some people are saying like, dude, you're you're being way too, but. There's just a point where I'm like, I can suspend disbelief, but I was like, fuck, I'm just noticing these things, and I'm not even, like, looking to try to pick this movie apart, but uh, it, it, it just, some of that just kind of was irritating. Christina, talk to me here. Am I, am I, off, am I off my rocker here? Yeah, I actually never put the, that two, two and two together with that. I, I mean, I, I've never been to New York either, so I don't really know, but... Yeah, it probably would have been really late in the day after a whole flight <laughs> yeah. from Chicago, you know? Yeah, like, it's just like, come on now. Um, also, it would have been cool for him to take on some different villains because, so they do show this, like, newspaper fly up on the on the door saying that the wet bandits escaped during a, a prison riot. I mean, the odds that it'd be them, you know, of course, like, what are the odds? But the fact that they would get from Chicago to New York... Which they never really say how like I they come like a fish truck, but 
but had to get on the like you know what yeah. I mean? It's like all right, like they just happened to be so okay. Maybe you can suspend your disbelief for the fact they both end up in New York. Like okay, fine, but the fact that they would be on the same street in New York when they are is it, it, come on, yeah. <laughs> like you can't like it's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. It, it it it's it's Stretch. a it, it it's a bit much. Now I will say, uh, Daniel Stern. It's probably my favorite actor in this because Daniel Stern, I think he knew exactly what he was in. He's like, all right, this is a sequel to a movie that no one thought was going to be even close to as big as it was. Um, actually, I'd be curious to know what Home Alone's budget was. Wow, Home Alone, released in ninety six uh, in uh, November sixteenth, nineteen ninety, made forty uh, four hundred seventy six point seven million dollars. That's insane for a nineties film. That's Okay, that's actually really impressive, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was the first or the second one, but I know that Macaulay Culkin apparently made, like, he, it probably still holds to this day, he made the most that a 12-year-old had ever made. It was like $4.5 million or something. Really? Yeah. And the second one, on a $20 million budget, made $359 million. <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. I mean, like I said, I, I love this movie, so I can't even, I, but that, I mean, hearing that Hearing that number, I mean, that's more than Cats is going to make. <laughs> Thank God. But um, looking at the movie, though, so Kevin gets Kevin gets to New York, gets checked in at the hotel that he uh, heard at the beginning of the movie during this commercial. Uh, it's the one time I've liked Donald Trump, maybe ever. I mean, because uh, Donald Trump's in this for five seconds. And it's really, uh, it's really, it's going to sound weird, but... While I am not a fan of pretty much anything Trump does, it's really surreal to see him in Home Alone 2 and just think about what's coming. Like, not just the fact that he's going to unfortunately become president, but the fact that he is at WrestleMania getting a Stone Cold Stunner and all the shit. <laughs> like, 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 it's just a weird thing that that's that guy, you know what I mean? And um, <laughs> I never noticed it, but... Uh, uh, Kevin runs into him and goes like, yeah, can you tell me where the hotel or like, the lobby is? And he points him in the direction, but then Trump like stops and turns back and looks at Kevin. It's just a little weird. Like, like why why are you staring at this kid, you, you, you weirdo? Um, so <laughs> Kevin gets checked in the hotel. I have to say, too, and I realize, like, again, there's a surprising amount about this movie I want to talk about. Uh, Tim Curry is one of my favorite actors. I think the man is fucking brilliant. I forgot he was in this shit, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, Tim Curry!" Like clean shaven Tim Curry. Um, I just watched him up at Treasure Island, something like bearded, <laughs> bearded, bearded uh, uh, Tim Curry. But he is so goddamn like incompetent. But like he he's like that guy who failed the FBI exam, so he's like the most like <laughs> aggressive mall cop ever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like it's it, it's great and. I have to say, if this was a hotel where you got fooled by a 10-year-old, I, I don't think you'd be in business, number one. I, I really don't. Uh, two, the way he's able to use his credit card, and he uses the tape uh, the tape recorder, and <laughs> it just slows down his voice to make it sound like a noise. like, credit card? You got it. It's like, and they buy it like it's nothing. I'm like, God damn it! You were just like, like I, 
I'm sure if you're working an 800 number, you don't you don't give a damn about the calls you're answering. I get it, but a little common sense on like, oh, that doesn't sound peculiar at all. Yeah, let's go ahead and get your room. It's like, okay. And also, Kevin asked for these very specific things. He's like, I want a fridge that you know that unlocks with a key. Um, but they give him like a fucking suite, so they upsold him for no goddamn reason. <laughs> they were just like, nope, we you're, you're gonna go ahead and do this. Um, it's really it is cool because I will say when I when I travel, I do splurge in my hotels. That's like my one thing. I always am like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a nice hotel room. I'm gonna get it close to wherever concert I'm gonna be at or whatever. I like to splurge on that stuff. So when you see him kind of get this new uh, go in this suite, which apparently even the mini fridge, they knew a, t- a ten-year-old staying here because it's full of candy and all that. <laughs> like, I mean, very, very you know, convenient to say the least. Um, oh my God, Rob Schneider's in this. I totally forgot Rob Schneider's in this. <sighs> God, such a baby face too. I know, <laughs> but 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 before he did dumb shit like the animal. Yeah. <laughs> right? Before he was a stapler. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, if he was a stapler in this, I would have liked this movie way more. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I do appreciate that he, in a very condescending way, kind of like snaps at him. Like, hey, like, I want a tip. And Kevin gives him uh, some uh, some gum, which I went, ha ha, that's funny. But later on in the movie, Kevin is like, has like 500 bucks in his hand. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry, I still have, uh, I, I don't need another tip, I still have this left over. He's like, oh, never mind, no money. <laughs> it's like, wah, wah. Um, I do appreciate, too, Kim seems nicer in this movie. It seems like the, the trauma's kind of stuck with him a little yeah. bit. Because, I mean, he goes to practice his cannonballs and even asks, like, would it be okay if I worked on these? Like, he's polite to everyone outside his family, <laughs> it seems like. Well, when you have parents as negligent as kids, <laughs> you kind of have to grow up pretty fast. That's true. You're pretty much taking care of yourself. That's a really sad but a very unfortunately accurate point <laughs> that I didn't even think about. I love that there is this... Uh, um, he gets room service, which I'll be honest, I would have done the same thing too. It's just like, I'm a fucking kid. I want ice cream. Fuck it. And this guy is just standing over, over him, he's like scooping on ice cream. He just has the saddest look on his face, like I'm serving a fucking kid right now. <laughs> like, like he just—it looks like he just fucked up a job because of alcoholism. And he did just has to be there. <laughs> like, I got, all, I got, I got some, some, some sick enjoyment out of that. So okay, now we're getting to the insane shit. So Tim Curry's character, um, <laughs> whose whose name I'm trying to look up because I'm just blanking on it right now, but. He goes ahead and sneaks into Kevin's uh, Kevin's suite, and the real question is, what the fuck was his plan? Like, what was he gonna do? Like, so first off, you would sue the shit out of the hotel and get it closed down. If so, if someone opened your door while you're in the room, you'd be like, what the actual fuck are you doing right now? Um, so that was something I was like, okay, that that's that's. No. <laughs> well, it's kind of his attitude. He thinks he's he's larger than life. So yeah. Tim Tim Curry's literalist is a concierge. She does not have a name. Okay, I feel better. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I did see something too. I was reading um, that apparently in, in the script he had a name and it was like Mister Hector or something like that. Okay. They never mentioned it in the entire movie. So yeah. He didn't mention or didn't miss anything. Okay, that, that that's a good note. So so Kevin, it, it it's weird because. He hears the door open and he freaks out, 
but he freaks out like he's stealing the room. Like, and I know he is, in theory, stealing the room, but he told them, like, hey, my dad is, you know, going to come down later and sign it. So it was just kind of weird to see him freak out when it's his room. Like, I was just like, why are you... Like, I was like, that's just kind of unpleasant, but a little weird, but whatever. And it leads to him doing basically the same thing he did in the first movie, where he had the whole party and the whole... Uh, yeah, the whole Christmas party of all those people, those all those mannequins and a lot of shit. But he had gotten this stuffed, this inflatable clown and does the exact same fucking thing. And you just kind of go, all right. <laughs> like, like, it's dumb, but... Somebody pointed out that the clown thing was supposed to be because of Tim Curry playing in It. Oh! So, like, they threw that in there, I guess, for that reason. Okay, you know what? I actually like you, though. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. All right, that, all right, that is the one way he gets a pass because <laughs> it's, an, it, it's a Pennywise callback. I, all right, I like that. So, 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 after that uncomfortable scene, I do appreciate this because it kind of gave me blank check vibes because Kevin gets, uh, Kevin gets this really clean stretch limo, and I will say, uh, I've only been in a limo a couple times. Want to be? Want to get to a point I can be in a limo every day? That be. Do they allow you to just eat like greasy ass pizza in there, or is that? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that a that's a fair point. I mean, I you, you gotta figure they clean those like they deep clean those like daily. Probably I figure if you got the money, you can do it. Yeah, I but, would just feel uncomfortable doing that. I, I now I mean I'd be okay eating a pizza in a limo, but I wouldn't be eating like uh, like chicken and waffles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pizza, at least I could maybe keep it under control. But uh, but okay, so for as simple as this plot is, and it is, Kevin's in New York, goes ahead. He's on the run because he's using his dad's stolen credit cards. Which credit to the kid, I I don't think I would have been smart enough to think about that when I was eight or a ten. So I, I appreciate the fact he's able to hilariously con these really dumb, almost uh, not handicapable adults <laughs> who, <laughs> who work at that fucking hotel. But the wet bandits are back, and they go ahead and they said, let's go ahead and rob a toy store, which is so cartoonishly evil. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, they could have just stolen from uh, Salvation Army, which uh, in theory is redundant. But they, <laughs> but they go to this toy store and go to steal money. And I... I don't know. I, I appreciate that. In a, in, a, in a truly fucked up way, I appreciate just... You know what I mean? Does that make sense? And then they say, nobody's stupid enough to rob a, a toy store. And then pretty much imply, except for us. We're, we're that stupid. <laughs> Which, I, I, I will say, I, I it made me sad that they didn't go to rob the, the toy store and there weren't like another set of robbers over there. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like, that would have been a great fucking... I, I would have been like... Or they right. open the cash register and it's just fucking Monopoly money. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, Keith just come down. And like, okay, that, okay, yeah. See, we're, we're in a better mood right now. Um, so, I really loved uh, Eddie Bracken as Mr. Duncan. So, he kind of gives this little speech about going ahead and, like, I guess every Christmas Eve, he goes ahead and gathers all the money that, t- that they make in toys and takes it over to, like, the... Like a children's center or something, like children's hospital or something like that. I appreciate that. That that's a, that's a very sweet gesture, which makes it all the more despicable what the wet bits want to do and just steal from sick children. Um, I know New York. I, I can't imagine is a. Uh, 
I don't. I, I would imagine people don't stop for a lot of shit because you know New York just has so much weird shit happening all the time. But the concept that the wet bandits come up to Kevin and Kevin just scream like screams like fucking Aretha Franklin like like, <laughs> like he is just he is screaming like oh my god it's like a high pitch like it's like a fife and no one stops and kind of goes like why is this kid screaming at these two really shady looking adults and why like like no one even approaches him he just like runs he like screams really loud and he just belts across the street and no one's like oh that seems kind of peculiar <laughs> like like damn new york get your shit together like it's just it, it's it's kind of fucked up when you think about it yeah, so I mean, don't don't get don't get mugged in New York, I guess. So, the the hotel staff they of course discover the cards are stolen. I love the way, and this is actually probably my biggest complaint is the whole gangster uh, film scene because he did the same thing, uh, more similar. Uh, or more somewhere that's in proper English, Jesus. Uh, he he goes into the same thing in the original Home Alone to get the pizza from the little, uh, little Nero's guy. I think it worked there because it's a dumb teenage kid and it's just one person. Here he does the same thing and he tricks this whole hotel staff into thinking that there's like a violent like act happening. Here's my thoughts on that too. Okay, like, obviously the movies in the Home Alone universe, these gangster movies. They're obviously pretty popular. Yeah. You're telling me not one of those people would be like, I recognize this. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, it, it's a very... It's a very convenient thing. Also, when Kevin runs out the hotel, he kind of, like, runs off this dock, and the wet bandits just happen to be there. And I'm like, okay, how would they... <laughs> like, of, like, Kevin, in theory, could have went out the front door, but he happens to go off this dock where the wet bandits are. It, it's just... It's a very... Like, all right, like that's kind of that's whatever. Um, the thing I didn't like in this, and I'm gonna kind of get, I want to get your guys' thoughts. I thought the pigeon lady thing, I just did not care as much as I did with the, about the guy in the first one. I know I'm so sexist, but but <laughs> but I don't know. I was like like listening to her story. I was like, well, it seems like you just kind of like it, it. Didn't seem like it, how do I phrase this? It seemed like. The way she was explaining, she had multiple chances at love, and she just kept shoving people away. And I'm kind of like, well, and that's why she's homeless. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. No, I thought the same thing. I was like, so how did you go from that to being homeless? Like, were, like were they your sugar daddies and they were paying for everything, yeah, or like, like it. like uh, Christina? Like, yeah, kinda... there's definitely missing parts to her story that don't add up for sure. Yeah, that's just one of those things. I went, well, all right. Like, I mean, look, I, I. It, it, I think that they leaned into, like, more the, the, uh, kind of, like, what happened as far as, like, the breakups and all that. That could have at least been, it could have been enhanced enough that I wouldn't have that thought of how you become homeless. <laughs> like, but they would never go that dark in this movie, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, like, my, uh, my ex and I, we used to, like, we used to snort crack and then he chose <laughs> crack over me and he OD'd and now I'm by myself. Like, like it was something like that. I'd go, oh, wow. Like, I gave up crack for pigeons and yeah. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? That, that, that would have been beautiful tragic. I would have, I actually would have been okay with that. But, I, as a, as a music nerd, I do appreciate the fact he talked, he kind of has this, like, almost like this, uh, like this almost like, 
like a coop, <laughs> a pigeon coop, <laughs> uh, like in this like in this uh, like concert hall. I actually thought that was a very nice little touch. I was like, okay, like if there's a very uh, hilarious way to see all these famous artists for free, boom, there you go. And it kind of reminded me of like drive-in theaters, where if you like turn your car to that frequency, you could like hear the movie without being there. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of funny. Uh, so Kevin basically, long story short here, goes ahead and gets into another tiff with the wet bandits because of the money going to the children's hospital. I do actually really appreciate the fact that in a admittedly kind of convenient set of circumstances, I think it's um, Peter's brother is, has a house in New York and they're in... Paris on vacation, but they're renovating the house, so there's all these like tools and stuff. I mean, a little convenient, admittedly, but at least something I can buy as far as why there'd be another house with all this shit. My problem with that Mm. is, I don't think that house is being renovated. I think it's being condemned. Oh, it is not in great condition whatsoever. Like, okay, who like if you're gonna renovate your house, you don't have like a. A three-story hole going through the center. <laughs> you know that's actually a really fair point. Okay, yeah, uh, huh? I did not think about that. God, you kind of blown my mind. Right now. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, fuck. Okay. Damn. Huh? That kind of threw a whole monkey right now. I was thinking. I did not I think, think about that. They said they were renovating it, but they're really just embarrassed. <laughs> or maybe, they, maybe they maybe they foreclosed on the house, and they just don't want to admit it. I mean, that, that could be it. I, I do appreciate the fact, though, the, that Kevin makes the conscious choice to go, okay, these kids are getting, like, these kids need to get, like, their fucking money. I'm going to make a conscious decision and go ahead and condemn myself to another Christmas of trying to, you know, not get killed by these fuckers. I, I, I appreciate that. And I thought the rock through the window was a very nice touch. I was like, you know what? Okay. Now... Granted, the seesaw thing that happens right after that, physics do not work like that. <laughs> and, nope. Yeah, and and that starts our new death toll because uh, uh, Harry should have been killed for as high as when the air in the backflip he did and all that shit. Like yeah, that'd be internal bleeding for sure. Yeah, you like you you you'd be dead. Um, I will say this is why I like this movie more than the first one. I thought the traps were better. I thought the violence, as fucked up as it's going to sound, yeah. I thought it was actually better this time around. I love the fact, I absolutely love the fucking fact that Harry flat out puts it to him and goes, hey, there's nothing I'd like to do better than to shoot you. I was like, holy shit. I was like, holy shit. Okay, just laying your cards all out there. I appreciate that. But he even says that in a very disturbing line that, you know, Killing the kid's not really going to do much for me. I'm like, so are you talking about, like, mentally won't rent much, like, real estate up here? Or, like, what are you, what are you saying? Like, there's there's multiple avenues on that. I, I thought it was great. I fucking love that shit. I was like, damn. Uh, kind of your thoughts on, on, on the guys, like... I just realized something that I didn't notice before. Maybe I'm wrong No, here, please. But don't they have the money already? Yes. They, yeah. So they're... They they're just there for this vendetta essentially. No, well the tape because he has. Oh the yeah, because he has right. the camera. He has yeah. The, oh yeah. yeah. Of them saying that they were doing all that. Yeah, but but that brings up a good point though. Like like if you go to like Peru or somewhere like I they're mean, already 
they're already uh, what's the word for an escaped convict? Uh, and they're already kind of scot free. Like, like it's not like having evidence that they robbed is gonna do anything because they're already uh, they already escaped prison. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're already on the run. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! So it's dude. just pure hatred for capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do appreciate. So it seems like Marv is just kind of dumb, but Harry clearly is the one who just really hates Gavin. Like I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that level of petty. Just being like, I want to kill this kid because you know he put us in jail. And so, so there's a scene where Kevin is just throwing bricks at uh at at Harry, and he keeps moving, hitting Marv, and. I was sitting here smoking. I, I won't. Lie, I was sitting here smoking my bowl last night. I was laughing so fucking. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, these bricks now again." You know, uh, I think it was MythBusters did the whole thing about you know if you drop a penny from the Sears Tower, like would it would it like kill you? So the concept that Kevin is throwing bricks from a rooftop, <laughs> just hitting this guy in the head over and over, and he's still his brain, his head isn't just splattered all over the sidewalk. In itself is hilarious in itself, but it does lead to just one of my favorite action scenes in this whole movie. Um, there's a great call back to the fact that Kevin goes ahead and tries to use the cans again, and. Uh, they they do the classic sitcom trope like let's get him stomp on the steps and don't actually move and then Kevin hits him with what I, what the fuck is it like a giant beam or something I was wondering that myself it's like a metal banister piece yeah I don't know what you would even define that as but. but but it but that that scene made me laugh there's a scene where uh, Harry gets. Uh, pulls on the string and gets hit in the head with a bunch of wrenches, which I just yeah. I cringed at that. One of my favorites is when Marv tugs on the rope that's attached to the, 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 the flower. bag of cement. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. Like, oh, must be good. <laughs> yeah. He ain't gonna get me this time. But like, would you really think that there would just be a random rope that would be not attached to something that's going to smash your face? I mean, that, I mean, that's a fair point. But I I remember that, like I I wasn't expecting a lot from the, for I was. I was intrigued by the new setup, and I was not expecting a lot of the gags I got. Uh, Kevin hooks up like, uh, like ju- not jumper cables. He hooks up like these, like, uh, like this ACDC uh, ARC to the sink because he got Marv to get hit with all this like paint and primer and shit, it, which is fucking gross. Like even the smell paint is, yeah. Let alone, sure doesn't taste great. I would imagine that it doesn't. So. But it leads to him getting electrocuted. I thought that shit was really funny. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was yeah, going to say, go. like, that's the thing about his traps, though, is that in order for some of them to work, it has to be like A, B, and C has to happen before E. You know, yeah, Marv Mar- didn't that's get the paint on his face. He wouldn't go for the the water, or the sink, rather. And he wouldn't get electrocuted, and, you know, it works the same way. <clears throat> I mean that, that that's a that's a fair point. Uh, so, some of these, I mean, obviously, several of these would still be very effective even without the CDE. But it is kind of like a building joke where you get the one, like you get the one point of torture, but then you get the second point of torture. I thought the part where he tied, um, he tied that rope to that uh, that rolling cart of tools. I was like, that's. Kind of, I like, that's when I kind of went, oh, that's kind of fucking evil, but that's, I appreciate how clever that, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate how, how clever that shit is. 
Um, there is a point where he legit sets them on fire because he soaks a rope in kerosene because he like climbs down off the roof, and then as they're climbing down, he lights the he lights the rope, and you're like, oh my god, this kid is like. I don't know how much time this kid had to do all this. This is at least three hours worth of shit to do, though. And how do they not... How do they trust the rope at this point? <laughs> Didn't they learn their lesson from Home Alone 1 when, with the whole uh, zip line thing going yeah, on? Yeah, I ain't true, but I... I there's no ladder or anything, so I guess you have to trust yeah. the rope, but... They're just blinded by hatred at this point. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you could be right, because they just hate this little fucker so much. I mean, he, he legit breaks their noses, and they show him, like, turn him back into place, and you're like, and you're like, oh, that's fucking, that's fucking rough. But, uh, yeah, uh, g- getting to the end of this movie, I I did appreciate, while I didn't appreciate the Pigeon Lady's whole, uh, whole arc, I appreciate the fact that Kevin is basically running to Central Park to go ahead and uh, let off fireworks. Kevin eats shit and slips on some ice, and it's someone that has had that happen. That shit hurts like a motherfucker. Like, it hurts. So when he gets, like, when he's, like, like groggy and all that shit, I went, yeah, that's that's pretty fucking accurate. I love the visual, and this is going to sound so fucked up, but I don't care. I love the visual of Harry reaching into his pocket, pulling out that gun, and it's like soaked in all the grime and all that shit. Because <laughs> yeah. they're just like, because he's over. He's like, I'm going to shoot this fucker right now. <laughs> like, fuck this kid. And I appreciated that. Um, I don't know if you guys thought about this, but when Pigeon Lady throws the bird feed uh, on uh, the wet bandits to save Kevin, all it made me think, and, and, and Alea pointed this out to me, and I went, oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, the fact that those pigeons are like gonna die because they're eating the bird feet off of those of oh, those chemicals like soaked in varnish yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, damn she just sacrificed all her pigeons right her. right I know it's like what a bitch but, <laughs> but she killed her whole family just for Kevin I know well it's another family we should never have yeah. <laughs> but but um I I really do appreciate the end of this movie though because uh he wrote a note to uh, Mr. Duncan about the whole, like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm going to smash your window, but, you know, and just find the means, sorry. I actually thought that was really sweet. Now, granted, this would also lead to the fact of what ho- how you know what hotel they're staying at. Well, I guess I guess the the, the logo might have been on the paper he threw, so maybe that's yeah. out. But, but it leads to them, you know, waking up Christmas morning, there's all these presents. I, I thought that was actually really cute. Buzz for a rare moment actually gives Kevin a little bit of props and it's like, oh, if Kevin had screwed up again, then you know we wouldn't be in this like picture perfect situation, which they are. Like, like this family is just like they need to be playing the lottery because they are lucky like a motherfucker when it comes down to it. The the thing that made me laugh, and this is probably the part for me I had the biggest uh, problem just accepting. Christine, you said what? This family spent what fifty thousand dollars, like flying back in theory. Yeah, so, so, so they get, uh, they get the uh, the. Uh, oh my gosh! Why I cannot think today, guys. Sorry. The room uh, service. Bill. Thank you. And it's like not. It's like un, It's just a shade over under a thousand dollars. So the fact that the dad freaks out the way he does, he he yells so loud. Kevin hears them in the park, which, by the way, God, 
You just let your kid walk out on the park on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, like, and like, nobody noticed. Once again. Yeah, just a shitty parenting. But but seriously, look, God damn it. This movie is so much fun. It's really sweet. It's all the Christmas tropes. Of course, uh, Kevin and his mom, Kate, go ahead and reunite at Rock at a Rockefeller Center from the Christmas tree. Because, of course, they do. Like, even when she has a realization, like, oh, he loves Christmas. Like, he needs to be around with his, favorite par- his parents and his family around the Christmas tree. And she goes, wait a minute. <laughs> Take me to Rockefeller Center. It's like, okay. But I like this more than I like the first one. I mean, honestly, because of the traps. I thought the traps were a lot more fun and... It does lean more into the Christmas uh, aspect of this, and Kevin is a little bit uh, the the the, uh, the comebacks are they're they're a little better this time around, which I appreciate. So I'll go first. I thought this was fun. I give it an A minus, um, despite the many plot holes, <laughs> admittedly. But this is just this is a fun to watch. This is a blast to watch, and yeah, I really enjoy it. So A minus for me. Uh, what you got? Yeah, A minus too. Kind of A minus. I like the the hijinks are better. The the traps are better. You get kind of uh, a more adventurous feeling because he's not just you know confined to his house. He's and then it shows you how resourceful he actually is because now right. he's outside of his house. That that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I'm riding the coattails on the A minus because just I also just love. Like there's just things where 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 Harry has his head on fire and puts his head in the toilet and it's got like what gasoline or yeah. fluid in it. Like who thinks of that? Like me as an adult, like I would never think like oh this would be a great idea. Like he nailed that to a T because there's no water running in the house. So there's just a lot of things that I feel like he stepped his game up for sure. And it, aside from again the loopholes with you know them just magically being in the same city at the same place at the same time. It was just, I don't know, I loved it. And this was John Hughes, who, you know, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Uncle Buck, I love Uncle Buck, and Planes, Trains, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, to name a couple. Uh, yeah, John Hughes is the man, and I I, I enjoyed hell of this. So, uh, yeah, guys, Home Alone 1 2, there you go. Uh, there is a Home Alone 3, but that's not worth talking about, so just don't, <laughs> like, yeah, just, just don't see it. I saw it once, and... Yeah. It's like the sequel to Donnie Darko. It should just never be seen. I Wait, was there a sequel to Donnie? Yes, there was. Wait, is there really? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I did not know that. It was, uh, I guess the director, when he made it, since he was kind of green. Yeah. He didn't have the his lawyer or whatever look over the contract that he signed, but essentially he, did, he didn't have the right to it anymore. So oh, shit. producers or whatever took it and they made the sequel and it's... It was just like a straight-to-DVD type movie. Oh, God. It was just god-awful. Okay, I'm morbidly curious when I have to watch that. What's it called? Do you remember? I don't... It... it something that... His, like, little sister is the is the main character, and it. it's, like, something Darko. Like, Stephanie Darko. <laughs> yeah, S-Darko. S- S- Darko. Yeah. Oh, my God. How have not... 2009? When did I... Okay, I'm gonna have to watch this at some point. Like, oh, the stars. oh man, 
I did not know that was even a thing. I yeah. I did watch it. I think I repressed the memory because I can only remember like one scene and uh-huh. I don't remember what happens in that scene. It's just, just a car there. I think that's it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to fucking watch that. I'm I'm genuinely curious because, like I said, I just saw cats. I feel no pain right now. But uh, guys, have you seen Home Alone one or two? Uh, hopefully you have. God help you if you haven't. Let us know what you thought in the comments below. Guys, thank you so much for being on. You guys are welcome on any time. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate yeah, it. Um, and go ahead and check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this weekend for, uh, for uh, oh my gosh, why am I freaking blank on everything today? Uh, for Bombshell, we'll review up uh, for Miss F- Mrs. Fletcher Season 1, and we'll review up as well for Just Mercy. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.